And starting at 6-2 out of God's country, Virginia. Ed Ball. Let's go. And at 6-1 on his driver's license, out of Southern California, some may call him Pow or Christmas. Oh, Pow. I guess I shouldn't have said my real name on the front end. Fucked that up already, too. We're back with another episode of Zone is for Cowherds here tonight. Um, as I just stated, we have myself, Pow, and Ed Bob here for Lauer After Hours. Uh, Ant sends his regards tonight. We're here to talk a little bit of some NBA playoffs, You know, a little bit of NFL. As you may know, this is also uh, one half of the podcast known as Zone Coverage. Uh, Zone is for Cowherds, the Legion of Zoom. Buddy's talking tutties. I guess we need to think of, think of uh, duckies talking buckies. You know, just just a couple couple. Buddy's buckets. getting buckets. Yeah, buddy's getting buckets. We're just chatting it up. We're just you know having a good time here. Okay. I think maybe probably like a top five playoffs in my lifetime. The parody just across the board has been really awesome to see. I mean, not just like I, having you know your team have a stake in it. Obviously, is something that makes you more invested. But one thing. I think that I've learned over the last 10 years, especially because like I was somebody, if the Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs, it was really difficult for me to watch any basketball afterwards. But since the Lakers weren't playing in the playoffs since, you know, 2013 from 2013 to 2019, 2020, you know, like the thing is I, I learned to just love watching basketball. So like all of these games that are going on, have just been really awesome to see. And even though the bucks busted all of our, you know, brackets. I I'm pretty happy that Miami won because Jimmy seeing Jimmy Butler play the way he did. And to be honest, the, the, the shots and the looks that the heat are getting with the lack of talent they have, especially with the, you know, broken Tyler hero, not even there, like, you know, getting at least a abysmal, like what 20 points, like he adds to their offense in, in just that way where he hits, you know, a higher percentage of threes that, you know, that they kind of need, but Kyle Lowry, you know, his butt is just donking and knocking down buckets right now. So how, how are you feeling though about, okay. about that? Real quick. We need to, we need to talk about this Kyle Lowry discourse on Twitter because I have seen some absolutely Ooh. outrageous tweets. Okay, speak on it. And it, it, it niggas need to be stopped excuse my french okay people need to be stopped because what they're doing to kyle lowry on the internet is absolutely horrendous okay it's just i mean look it up yourself i can't i can't articulate it you just have to to search these tweets for yourself so please everybody just do it and you tell me come back in the comments and let us know all i'm telling you is there some outrageous things happening maybe we'll retweet something out on the on the twitter i'll i'll send something over and let everybody see what I'm talking about. Was but it the Jack Harlow there's tweet? There's discourse. No, they... T- did you see the Jack just... Harlow tweet? No, I did not. What is that one? Jack Harlow tweeted last night um, that Kyle Lowry fell into his lap and he and he was like, firsthand, he could tell you oh, that yep. essentially that the donk, that. That, like his donk was That real. was Jack Harlow? That was Jack Harlow. Oh, no. Oh, Jack. That, I saw that one and I didn't know that was him. That was one... <laughs> It's outrageous. Okay, this it needs to stop. It just it just needs to stop. We need to stop objectifying this man and his body. Okay, body shaming is not okay. That's not body shaming. Are you kidding me? I would like. I wish I had that thing. I mean, I could box everyone out. Jesus Christ! Here we go. There's a reason why he could take all those charges. Okay, like he's fine when he lands back there. Like he's totally okay. I just can't. Okay, I just can't. He's been hitting threes. No one He's the pick and roll real nice. When he dropped thirty three in that first playing game, okay, against Atlanta, nobody was talking about Kyle Lowry then. But we just we just go and keep talking about his butt. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Terrible play. Where's he? Where's he playing? That's that's my. Uh, that's all I got. Okay, uh, but, you know, the Lakers make it on. Playoffs. Yeah, 
the Warriors making it past Nuggets Suns, which honestly, I don't know if the Suns have a shot looking at the way they kind of got taken apart in game one quite easily. It, it didn't even seem like a, like a, like, Oh, you know, them coming out to a, just a crazy hot start. It just seemed like, Oh, this was a very easy way for them to shut down that team. And it just looks like they're just going to let Devin Booker and Kevin Durant shoot all the buckets that they want and just make sure they lock down everybody else. Cause if those, if Durant and Booker give you 60 points, you know, make daring that the, the rest of that Phoenix team to give you 60 is going to be difficult. 50 is going to be difficult. Maybe 40 is difficult from them. But that's all you have to worry about. But what? how are you feeling about these playoffs? You've been enjoying them? Playoffs? I lie to you. I, I kind of agree with you as far as, like, this for me. I, I, I haven't been watching as much, I'll be honest. But I do feel like this is the most interesting for me because I – don't think I I don't mind parody for you know some people say they like the dynasty aspect of sports which I'm definitely not against but I feel like you you get more if you've been through a dynasty like as a fan if you you're a fan of a team who's been through a dynasty run something like that but like I don't I don't have any issue with not having a definitive answer on who I think is going to win the championship or who I think is going to be in the championship game like we had that run where what LeBron was in the finals eight or nine straight years. And what for half of that, it was LeBron and the Warriors. And that for, to me just got tiring. Um, the, I want to say the Durant and the Durant Warriors versus LeBron got tiring because those first two matchups were really exciting. They were. I just didn't. I mean, I wasn't a fan of like, I, I, didn't mind it, like, cause I, I, at that point, I was tired of LeBron, but then when Golden State came along, I didn't like Golden State, so then I wanted LeBron to win even more, and I wanted him mm-hmm. to be there more. So I don't know. For me, it was just weird. It, it's just like I didn't, I just didn't like the, the coming of the. I just didn't like. I, I just I liked a little bit more competition. It's not necessarily that I don't mind us having like a front runner or stuff like that, but like it is nice to have multiple like teams that you consider championship worthy, you mm-hmm. know, like this year we've like, we, we got eight seeds and six seeds and seven seeds that people are saying they could win a championship, but then we still have the nuggets and even the Kings. Yeah. They just lost to golden state. Okay. They're still young, whatever they were, what second or third seed. And we still thought there's, they still had a chance whether or not, most people thought they had a chance or not. They made that a competitive series. They went to seven at the end of the day. Like it was competitive. They had a chance to win. They could have moved on and it could have been just as good. So oh, I and do honestly, like that. I'm, su- I'm surprised. We had this happen. I am surprised that the Kings did not make that more of a competitive game based on the way they fought in every single game of that series. And they were in that game up until halftime. It's not like it was like the Lakers and Grizzlies where that game was a blow after the first quarter. You know, like they that, that they were in that game, and the, and the thing is, De'Aaron Fox was just awesome that whole series. Because I was th- like, you know, weighing like, oh, which team would I want? It's like, okay, well, the Lakers just played John Morant with essentially the same hand issue, but at the same time, De'Aaron Fox like is a is a essentially more of like a veteran Durant. Yeah, maybe he's not throwing it down and is like like a tick off when it comes to the athleticism. But he's still a crazy fast athlete and like just in the fast break, it's just absolutely dangerous and really, really difficult to stop. Like some of the things he was doing to bully the the um the Warriors was just awesome. And I was like, you know, salute to De'Aaron Fox, salute to the, that Kings team. Monk was badass, like coming off the bench just being a flamethrower on offense. Um, you know, just some of their guys just fell short. But at the same time, Mike, it was good to see Mike Brown get another shot too. Uh when he the the first year that the Lakers had him as the coach, I thought he did you know a really good job. In that second year with the Dwight and everybody like that, just that pressure and seeing him fired like in five games was like oh wow, you know to like very short lived, and that was like the last time he had gotten or I think he got a shot with the Cavs one more time after that. But I'm glad he got another shot. I'm glad he got Coach of the Year. It's good, you know good little redemption story, and you know I'm not ha- I'm not hating on that team like. 
a lot of times people want to say, you know, talk shit on the Lakers. And I'm like, I've seen my team win championships. Like, I'm, I'm, it's not going to make me mad. You know what I mean? So it's like, why am I going to get, like, be a hater towards the Kings for, you know, as much shit as that fan base will talk towards the Lakers? It's like, it's fine. They made the playoffs after 17 years. Good for them. And yeah. have fun at home, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think they put up a good fight. Honestly, I think the knock for them really just is is that they play through Sabonis. And I mean, that was something that, like you said, I give Mike Brown credit for is that apparently he went to the team during the season and asked them, how do you guys think we should play or whatever? He got their input. And I think the team, the overall input was that we should play through Sabonis. And so that's how they that's how they started to play. That was their mm-hmm. gameplay. And to to be fair, they stuck with that. They didn't, they, and that's what, honestly, that's what got them to this point is the fact that they came up with this plan. He got input from his players and that's what they did. And I mean, they didn't win, but they, they stayed true to themselves. And I think Sabonis clearly just has to be more aggressive, more dominant. And that's the knock that I hear on him. He is that he's the guy you're playing through, but there's times where he takes 16 shots a game and you can't if you're going to be playing through a guy who's supposed to be your guy your number one 16 shots a game is not enough mm-hmm. you know that's yep. he's not that's not enough and apparently what lat what he scored what 16 points first quarter of this elimination game and what scored zero in the second half or something like that he just yeah you know, he just pretty got shut down um and i think that's a knock is that if he's going to be the guy you play through he needs to be more aggressive he needs to do more because the aaron fox is good he's he's a great player he's an energizer bunny like you said but he's also a small guard and that's one of the Isn't things he i hear talk can't rely on guard and i think he, i think he's he i do think he's a, a i would say he's a taller guard in my opinion i think he's mm-hmm. a taller guard but at the end of the day he's still a small guard i feel like you don't rely I think the point is that you don't rely on the point guard to be the like point guards aren't like the main piece to your team. I feel yeah. like it's your wing players, it's your small forward, mm-hmm. your shooting guard if he's that if he's a Kobe type, you know, but like it's those two-way wing players that are the ones that are vastly impacting the game and winning as far as number one players. And if your number one guy is a small guard that you're counting on, you know, i.e. Derrick Rose. And I mean, I think that's probably unfair being injuries and whatnot, because I think Derrick Rose was great. But I don't know if I don't think we can say that we we think Derrick Rose, even if he stayed healthy, would have beat LeBron and those teams just because of his size. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at what a bigger guard and even him, he could what you know make it to the first round of the playoffs as the number one guy on his team without kd without that wing player he i don't think he made it out the first round by himself and we all know i'm a westbrook stan westbrook fan but he's also a top 75 player we can't and nobody else can doubt that he's a great player he's a hall of famer but he couldn't do it by himself as a small guard even doing everything it just he couldn't propel that team and i think you need that 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 forward that two-way wing who can to be the best player on your team and really succeed at this yeah. point or you need NBA. at least like two two-way guards that can like guard up a little bit on you know that you play at the, at the two and the three as long as their mm-hmm. offense is good enough and their activity is good enough defensively you know you can maybe get away with that but you're, you're right you know you look at kevin durant you look at Giannis. You look at LeBron, you look at Anthony Davis, you, there's a prototype for, for, you know, what this, what a, a really damaging wing can do. Kawhi Leonard is another one. Sorry. Um, I mean, yeah. even you look at Embiid and the struggles that Embiid has had, like, and nobody's doubting Embiid and his greatness, even Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. I mean, you said, mentioned AD, but when AD was in New Orleans, he, AD was, was great in New Orleans, but. Yeah. He was averaging like man, over 30 points right a now, game for the playoffs for them. Yeah. Yeah. The big man, that big man game is that that's the old game. The big man as the the number one, your Shaq who was putting in the work. But even Shaq, he had Kobe, that strong wing player to help him. But I mean, who is I mean, I'm not a historian, but like who is that just like 
small point guard, small guard who propelled the team by himself to a it championship. Was, I don't know if somewhat Steph that last player necessarily exists Wiggins helped other than out. Isaiah. Yeah. You, got, you get Steph and Isaiah, but then like you said, with Steph, you still have you still have Clay Thompson. I mean, he's it's a substitute role. Clay Thompson is that two way wing player. Well, I would say so last year, last year's championship was that one that Steph finally had the one with the point guard. Prior to that, you could I, I yeah. I'd say that argument wasn't easily as made because even their first championship that they won, he really struggled in that one. He he that's why Iguodala won the fin- the MVP because like, I would the, say the I, whole Cavs game yeah. plan was was very I mean. Uh, you know, Ty Lue wasn't the head coach, but he was also a coach on that staff, and he was helping make really good adjustments on on how they were going to approach guarding Steph, and then only carried over into the next year when they won. And Steph is unprecedented as the best shooter we've ever seen. So yeah, Steph as a small guard is going to be the outlier for that. And I think even still, like every other small guard, they still had, you know, a top player on at some other position to help propel the team i just i mean maybe isaiah thomas but even you think about isaiah thomas he had dennis rodman who was crashing the boards lambier big man yeah he wasn't necessarily putting up points like that he's a big guy but and even isaiah isaiah was isaiah still has some height on him i mean he wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. the smallest of small guard but like he it just i mean even him he, he still had to have somebody like rodman and Dumars and Lambeer to help him. It's never just a small guard by himself. It's a small guard and then a myriad of other pieces that are there helping and putting in work in other aspects of the game, I feel like. And, I mean, Steph, like I said, Steph is unprecedented. He's just the greatest shooter we've ever seen. And I don't like him, but I can say that respectfully. Yeah, no, he, he's amazing. And, and that game seven against the Kings only proved that. He was just unreal shot-making. And the the fact that you know, it, I mean, it, it's cool to see. I know that, I've been having an appreciation for some you know vet basketball play. And yesterday, I, I noticed it. You know, and it was a big talking point, and it has been on on podcasts and whatnot. But like Kevin Love and his outlet passing, like the very first one that he dished out yesterday, like I already sw- sent out the tweet, and I was like, man, those things are still on point. Like he still has them on the money. And then sure enough, he busts out like three more. And it's like whoa. And he's been a, a pretty big difference maker for the Heat. I mean, he's I, – I also tweeted out that the dude used to be a walking rebound, and just to see that him get boxed out now is hilarious. You know, like it, it, like he's getting pushed out of the way, and, like, dudes are out rebounding him. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy was a rebounding he, champion. Like He had that whole milk – that milk commercial where he was talking about rebounding or whatever, I feel like, back in the day, that whole – that got milk campaign where he was like, yeah, I'm a big rebounder and blah, 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 this and that. Kevin Love. But uh yeah, dude. So you were saying you don't want to make any predictions. Is there no predictions you want to make for the second round? Let's see. Let's what so we got Nuggets and Nuggets Phoenix. Nuggets and Phoenix. Um Lakers and Golden State. That should be. We all know Adam Silver wanted that. And that'll be fun. Uh with Philly and who is Philly playing? They're playing tonight. Philly just beat Boston right now. The Celt- oh, they just won. Wow. Yeah, James oh, wow. Harden dropped beat. Harden dropped forty-five. Wow. Yeah. That's a a rare Harden playoff performance. That outfit he wore. Okay. Who who? What's the second game? There's a second game, right? Is that we have teams? a. We also have um, the yeah Knicks in Miami. Oh, Knicks Miami. Okay, yeah, that was um. I am. That's definitely probably the best series, the most exciting. I mean, well, not the most exciting. Golden State. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say LeBron's oh, stats LA, is but be that's real good. I think that's the most exciting for me, just to just to see how it plays out, because it's just like Miami. Like nobody thinks they should be in that situation. Even the Knicks. I feel like everybody thought that that Knicks uh, Cleveland series was gonna be the most competitive and. The Knicks won that in five. Like that was the shortest series. Yeah, they One of the they, shortest series in the that final. series was in no way competitive ever. Yeah, the Knicks handled them after that first game. They just swept them. Yeah, and that's Easily. like nobody expected that. I expected that to go 
the full seven. I thought that was going seven. I was ready to see I'm like Mobley and Allen are gonna absolutely shut down the rim. Like I just expected a lot more. All three defensive player of the year candidates, by the way, out of the playoffs. Wow. And that the see, I didn't think I thought that Mobley and Allen was a decent combination. I say here. One one of the things that Bomani he says, he's just like, they're both they're not big men. He said they're both tall men. And I guess there's a distinguishment between tall men and big men. And B, Jokic, they big men. But I guess Mobley, Mobley definitely, he's definitely a skinnier guy. But I thought Allen, I thought Allen was in the big man ranks, but apparently he's not. And they got bullied on the boards from what I understand. Yeah, no, they absolutely did. Rob Mitchell Robinson is nuts. The only reason why, like, that, I don't think that the heat like they like the show was really confident today. Mm. I'll edit that out. No, the show was really confident today when it came to um the heat and the Knicks and you know, like who on, on the, the Knicks is, is gonna do certain things, but Mitchell Robinson, like having a player with the, that potential of just like rim like just rim protection really changes a lot for you in the playoffs. And, I mean, Anthony Davis showed that firsthand. I can't believe the Lakers had 55 blocks through six games. That shit was nuts. And a lot of them were like LeBron. I mean, besides the Anthony Davis blocks, all of LeBron's were just chase down blocks, and he pinned all of those shits to the board. Ah, those are so nasty. And Rui, I did not know that. That dude had a sneaky block game. So, you know, salute to, to that team. And Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, that guy had some nasty blocks himself. But, you know. Block party defense is awesome. Yeah, he he's a good player. He just uh, his problem, from what I understand, is that he just he racks up fouls too easily. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, get um, and the, then there's times where he's just not aggressive. How do you feel about this? The reason why Anthony Davis got no Defensive Player of the Year votes is because he played nine less games than Jaron Jackson. But when it comes to minutes, he ended up playing two and a half games more. Anthony Davis did because of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s foul trouble. So Anthony Davis played like 200 minutes more than, than Jaron Jackson Jr. did this season, and he played nine games less. So Okay, but what was so what was the game? Do you have the numbers like on the games? Like how many Jaron Jackson played? Like as far as like games he played in and then he, how many I think Anthony I think Davis it, I think at, I think uh he played in sixty six games and Anthony Davis played in fifty seven. And then Anthony Davis played two hundred okay. more minutes. So, I mean, I, that, yeah. that, you know, that says a lot. And to be honest, if Anthony Davis was playing like he did in the playoffs on defense all year long, I mean, he was playing great on defense all year long. That's the reason why the Lakers are like a top five defense. But, I mean, shoot, when he plays like that, dude, it, it's nuts. It's that, it's that clip. I, every time I think of Anthony Davis, like I think of that clip when they showed him in the draft at, coming out of Kentucky where like, they're like, oh, he, he has the ability to like stay on somebody on the post, but then get out to the three point line to block shots there. And he was like guarding some dude. He blocked their shot and the ball, like he blocked it out to the three point line and he like quickly got out there and blocked that guy's shot too. It's always just stayed with me. I mean, that Kentucky Anthony Davis was really cool. That, that was a good team. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, yeah, um, that, I do agree that, that Nick's Heat is the, is, probably the best series the one i'm most interested in i'm a little shocked that philly won tonight especially without Embiid. and we, we had a yeah. al horford late offensive rebound put back that i thought was going to seal it for them too you know salute to that you know that that man does just a lot of people don't talk about the fact that he got he got a year off because he got traded to the thunder when they were like super tanking they sent they that boy home they just yeah they just sent him home and they just told him to stay home and his contract expired and then he went back to the Celtics, and but they nobody ever really talked about the fact that like he actually got a lot of rest from that year and it's just like made him just a more effective player now and I think he he got time to step back and watch how the game was going on you know probably just worked on his three game the whole year like an extended off season. He pulled he pulled a Brook Lopez and honestly I I'm not had to go I didn't think I tweeted it at all but. I definitely told my girl at one point, my ex, that Al Horford was putting in work. And Al Horford is that guy. And it was right around the same time that Stu would started saying that. And call me a look at me, Louie, if you want. But I've been down with Al Horford for the past few years. And he just been hooping, okay? He just 
a steady Eddie. He comes and does what you need him to do. If you need him to rebound, he'll rebound. If you need him to shoot the three, he'll shoot the three. If you need him in the paint, he'll be in the paint. He's going to work on his game, and what he's going to do is contribute to winning. And that's the player you need, somebody who's going to contribute to winning. They don't care about their minutes. They don't care about their shots, how much they score. They just want to win. And that's Al Horford, okay? Al Horford, salute to Al Horford. That is my boy. And I just wish that we could all be more like Al Horford. Salute. So who do you got in that series, Ed Bob? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they stole a game today. The series started. Series just started. Uh, so today. very the series true. just started today, and they had no MB. But I also feel like both, that's both series have officially started in the East with Miami winning. Start. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They both of them series started. Game both of the one. series started. Wow. Yeah, I. I really don't like either of those teams, <laughs> but. Fuck them both. I, I yeah, really like no, because I didn't think you. I thought I it, the Bucks the Bucks messed up. I thought the Bucks had this in hand, um, but Jimmy Buckets had something else to say. So honestly, I'm just <sighs> Miami. I just want Miami to win. I don't even want anybody else to win. If they could both lose, I would want that. But Boston's going to win. I think Boston will will win. I think Jason Tatum and uh, and Jalen Brown will prevail. But after losing game one, they got to put in some work because they sh- there's no way they should lose game one without Embiid. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, that Boston is going to win in seven this series just has if if they're gonna lose this game without Embiid, this series is for sure going seven because they're just gonna there's gonna be a couple more games that they just give maybe a blowout to the to this team here. All right, well, uh, what about out west? Are you feel there? Because I think Miami's gonna take the series too if Jimmy Butler's healthy. No, but I also go, just going back to to Boston. I agree. They I feel like they they're still too young and they this like they just don't be showing up they're gonna they'll they'll win the series but they're they just have games where they just take off so yeah they're definitely gonna go seven but i think they got it in the west um nuggets the suns i don't the suns i'm not a suns fan i want the nuggets to get further i think they'll take it um golden state la i have I have no answers for you because I didn't think either team would win. So, well, not that I didn't think the Lakers would win, but I knew it would, they would have a, a somewhat of a battle. This I think it's the way they won. That. Yeah, and I, I do wish Memphis was healthy. I wish Steven Adams and what Clark were there. Like, I wish they were at full strength. But I mean, I know that's just not the game. Like whatever happened, happened. Like I do, I just wish they were there because I think it would have been a, a better series. You know, I think oh, yeah. they would have put up yeah. a little more fight. We might have gone to seven. It would have um, gone. It would have gone seven. It, it definitely would have gone seven. And game six probably would have been this really Steph, na- a big nail biter too. Yeah, but this Steph Lebron, I it'll. I don't think it'll be my favorite, but I'm sure by the end of this second round, that'll probably have been the the best in my favorite series because I can anticipate them just going tit for tat, going back and forth. Like if, We're see so much if somebody basketball. doesn't score, if somebody doesn't score 40 in every game, I think we've been robbed because somebody between Anthony Davis, LeBron, Steph, and okay, maybe we can give clay. We don't give him 40, but we'll give clay like a 30 point game. Wiggins will have we a should have game. some performances. We should have some big performances. Hopefully, Wiggins. I could see Wiggins with a thirty, but I don't. Wouldn't Wouldn't Bron be guarding Wiggins? I don't know. Wiggins ain't getting past Bron. 
if we'll, one is we'll guarding Wiggins, I, I not, think they should not, put LeBron. He's not doing nothing. Yeah, we'll see how they how the Lake, uh, the Lakers defense ends up working out. How they what they end up deciding that w- what they're going to do because they have some guys now. They got the younger guys now. Yeah, Vanderbilt, I think Vanderbilt can definitely put put some work in out there. I think I think we'll see, can He's going to split his time between Wiggins and, and Curry, Vando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be good. Vanderbilt on, on Curry. The thing the thing that I'm encouraged by is well we'll see because. The late it took the Lakers all six games to realize that they were taller than Memphis, and then they just overwhelmed them with their size a little bit in Game Six there, and it's like they need to do a similar thing to, to Golden State. The only thing is when they play Golden State this year, the refs aren't calling when Draymond and, and Looney or, or uh, anytime Davis goes up and they what they do is they'll put one hand up to a contest and mm-hmm. they're yanking him with the other hand every time. Like every time, because if you look at he, I think his his shot totals were only like four for eight, you know, four for seven, like barely putting up any shots. But they still won those games against the Warriors this year. So that that uh, those series, you got to respect Looney. Yeah, no, he's 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 good. The like thing, Looney, he, he's a, he is he's just, just as good hooper. as Draymond on defense. He's not even great. Yeah, he's just a hoop. And the thing is, he doesn't shy away. Like, um. His Back to Bogmani, so... like apparently Looney is a is a top like he was a top prospect at a high school. It oh no, yeah, he was. He, he was going to be like he went to UCLA, a breakaway NBA player, but yep, he was yeah, going to be great always. And he's he was a big time prospect. He bangs down low with the big guys. No, you're exactly right. He was a like, big time. He, he doesn't shy away. Got hurt, then he got drafted late by the Warriors. I remember when he got drafted there, and I was like, wasn't this guy supposed to be really good? And sure enough, he's been like just incredibly, incredibly solid. Like he's learned so much from Draymond on how to play that small ball role. But like Draymond, he's his length, like his arms and his wingspan is just nuts. He's got the length and size. He's got yeah, the length he's got and, the size length and to... size that Draymond doesn't have. Mm-hmm. In a way and that like the he can he can go up against any center. Like he will he not that he'll give them trouble, but he's. He's the he's a body that they have to go through. He's going to be there regardless as that that man that big man in the center. So like even if it's Embiid, I guarantee you Embiid will probably drop thirty on him. But it's going to be a tough thirty that Embiid has to work for because yeah, it's no 50%. he's there. He's going to be there. He knows the game. He's got the smarts. You know, yeah, exactly. He's got the he's got the intellect and he knows the game. And it, and then they just have the chemistry like that team has been together for so long. I mean, K- Looney is just as much of, of a veteran on that team as everybody else. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little NFL before we wrap this thing up here. Um, you know, we had two, some big quarterback news. The Jets, being the Jets, are going to jet so hard when they realize that Aaron Rodgers is cooked and isn't going to be able to throw to all this talent that they put around him and signed. And it's just going to be another Jetsian move. Not going to make the playoffs. You're hearing it here first because Aaron Rodgers is cooked, which is not really a hot take because I've been saying it for a long time. Where now it's kind of, you know, true. Uh, but uh, in bigger news, you know, Jackson got his contract, got his deal with Baltimore. Um, uh, they got L. Zay, Jack. They got you know, L, yeah, <laughs> L. Jack. That's right. Uh, and they got uh Zay Flowers, who I loved on Stupidity, uh, hilarious guy. And I think that you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is going there. You're gonna have some weapons. I hope they get you know some running back help as well. You know, maybe get that man Zeke. You know, I think he's still out there, right? Zeke Elliott. I don't think he went for the Eagles. That was a, that was like a ball sack thing. Um, but uh, how do you, how are you feeling about those quarterback moves? I am on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to Rodgers. Don't think he's cooked. I think he's about to light the league up this year. If those receivers and running backs can stay healthy, I think I'm not going to say they're going to be great. But I think he's going to put some people on notice, at least show that he's still Rodgers. And, I mean, I guess that's not saying much. He's only got one Super Bowl. so. But he, I think he's going to show that he's still good. And that last year he was injured 
I don't think he, I don't think he fell off the cliff. You know, I don't think he, like Max Kellerman said, I don't think he went two back-to-back MVPs and just automatically you're done. He was injured last year. I think we, we as fans don't take quarterback injuries, especially to the arm and the hand seriously, because even Dak, if you think about Dak last year, he got, he hurt his thumb in the first game on his throwing hand. And it's like, yeah, he came back later in the season, but like your thumb is going, your thumb and hands are going to affect how you throw the ball, how you feel. We don't know the depths of those injuries and we know that these guys hide it. So I think he'll be all right. I think there'll be a solid team if that defense translates. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner, I think he he will continue to be great. So that's a huge help. And, of course, you know my boy L. Jack, um, black quarterbacks all day. I just hope that that team can stay healthy because that's their problem. Mm-hmm. From years ago with all the running backs being injured, pretty sure – um, the line was very injured over the past couple of years, along with Lamar. We know that he's been injured, but I don't, that's not because of his play style, which I think is where everybody starts to show their colors because Josh Allen plays the same way. And he just said a couple of weeks ago that he needs to start playing a different way if he wants to continue to play longer. And nobody talks about Josh Allen falling short in the playoffs the same way that Lamar has fallen short in the playoffs and the same way that, you know, they play the same way he's Mm -hmm. in the pocket, but he is going to run and nobody looks at it the same way. Lamar, I'm pretty sure last year got injured in the pocket, not throwing, not running the ball. And people just feel the need to disregard these facts. Yeah. His accuracy is an issue. We can, we can agree to that. But that team goes as Lamar goes, and it's been proven because that's not a good team without Lamar. No. Like, and even when they had all those injuries, they were still a good team with Lamar. Last year, before Lamar got injured, I'm pretty sure they were eight and something. If Lamar did not get injured, they would have continued to be successful. Yeah. Um, So with the addition of Zay Flowers, they have Mark Andrews. Devin DuVernay, who was injured last year, I believe he's still a great receiver in my opinion. He's a speedster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still have Bates. Bates is another receiver who's a speedster along with Odell Beckham. Like you said, I mean, I don't think Odell is Odell. I think he's. I think Odell is cooked. But you got Lamar his money. He is secure with that. So whether he is injured or not, hopefully he'll you know he'll play if you feel like he's at a point where he can play, which maybe he didn't want to do last year, which people tried to knock him for. But I don't blame a player for not going out there and playing if they don't feel they're 100%. So I just think we just got to let let Lamar cook. He's the youngest MVP we've ever seen. That 2019 season was absolutely amazing. And people are continually acting like, Lamar has a different play style from so many other quarterbacks, but as we see, the quarterbacks that are coming to this league are mobile. And I think, like I said, I just think people are showing their colors when they're talking about Lamar in this way and not other quarterbacks, not Jalen Hurts, not Josh Allen, when they're they're all playing the same exact style of football. Yes, Lamar had a offense from you know with Greg Roman over the past few years that was very run centric but they're still all mobile and playing the same way so the the knock on Lamar is just straight trash well it's like you said he wasn't injured running he was injured in the pocket and when he is running he's not often getting hit or taking on a lot of contact the way Josh Allen would so um, you know that that's just not that's not really the the same issue with him. Um, the draft also happened at the same time that a lot of these trades were going on. Was there anything that stood out to you in the draft in particular besides the Eagles just really making a lot of you know yeah, Cowboy fans Eagles. frustrated and and everything? So fuck the Eagles, but uh, 
you know, I Bucks, think the Eagles, but um, they three, won the draft. Three black quarterbacks going top four. There we go. Um, that's what I care about. That is what I care about. Salute mm-hmm. to Bryce Young. Salute to CJ Stroud and salute to Anthony Richardson. Um, I think it's unfortunate Anthony Richardson is with the Colts because he'll probably be thrusted out there this year and he probably needs more time to develop. But mm-hmm. salute to them young men. Um, and I think that's just we just showing the changing of the guard. Um, like Will Levis, I salute to him. I don't wish bad on anybody. I think Tennessee is probably a good fit for him, especially where Ryan Tannehill, you know, being on the last year of his contract, but I also like Malik Willis, and I want to see Malik Willis get a little bit more of a chance as well. But three black quarterbacks in the first first four picks is absolutely amazing. Um, I don't want to say it's progress, but I think we're starting to see that hopefully we don't have people continuing to say things like Lamar Jackson should switch to wide receiver um, or that these guys can't process defenses and this and that because the same knocks that they have on Anthony, Anthony Richardson are the same exact knocks that I'm pretty sure they had on Josh Allen, but we we gave Josh Allen a good amount of time to improve, and he really didn't even get to that point until he got Stephon Diggs as a number one receiver. So I think that's a pretty huge huge thing so maybe we need to start evaluating these young men in a little bit of a different way and give them a little bit more time like we used to because even Peyton Manning was not great his first two to three years but um we see well, how that turned out because it's a little bit time of time and, and, it's, and it's what Harbaugh did with with Jack. you gotta incorporate a, a playbook and a system that fits your quarter the quarterback you have mm-hmm. not what what tends to happen where you know, coaches like they're like, nope. These this is the offense I want to run, and it's like, okay, well, if you don't have that quarterback that can run that offense, it's it's almost pointless. So it's like, what offense can you run with this quarterback that's going to maximize what potential you have, and the talent you have, and that's one thing that the the Ravens have done well with. You know, Lamar Jackson, where it's like, okay, you know, we're gonna. There's a reason why he won an MVP in his second year. It's because they did it based, you know, this way. They built the team around him, and that's what they're doing now where it's like, okay, you know, we need to make him a little bit more of a skilled passer, but one thing that's also just going to help is having open receivers. So this guy's they're going to have a bunch mm-hmm. of guys in, in the slot, a bunch of speedy guys everywhere, and, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator coming in, so hopefully they, they can do some damage that way. But as far as the draft and, you know, some of these uh, picks that were made, it seems that, um, you know, we had, like, all the good wide receivers go back to back to back to back one right after the other in that first round Cowboys picked up a yeah, defensive tackle. I think that. they wanted to get a tight end, but the, that's when the bills moved up and I think they took the guy that the Cowboys might've picked, but Hey, edge rushing for the Cowboys is good with Micah Parsons. He seemed really happy with the, you know, defensive tackle they got. They also got a, a, a big boy out of San Jose state. So good on the Cowboys there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because we we had a terrible run defense. We needed we need somebody blocking the middle. So I mean that tight end that tight end definitely because didn't we, we lost Dalton Schultz right? Yeah, he's that's gone. why we needed that's why we needed a tight end. And I think we I think we ended up picking a tight end. It just wasn't the guy we want because yeah, they got the Bills picked him up. But we we also need just the big boy in the middle. And I think if okay if we're not going to get the tight end between. The fact that we, I mean, we picked up Brandon Cooks in the in the off season, so I think we got we got we added some additional threats mm-hmm. as far as receiving and on the offense. So I think okay, you didn't necessarily get your top tight end, who is a great route runner, big guy. But I think the guy that we did pick up, if I'm not mistaken, yep, Stephon Gilmore on defense. Yep, I think the guy that we did pick up at tight end is I think he's. Isn't he like a good blocker as well? He's not necessarily yeah, just I think a so. That's the, that's the, that's the type of that, But he looks like complete. Because the, the two guys that they had that stepped up when Schultz was out did the exact same thing Schultz did. And mm-hmm. it was almost like Jason Witten too, where they, they are these guys that get open, but they're all like they're they're good receivers because they're solid. They get open. You can get them the ball when you need to, but they also block really well. And the thing is, the the, yeah. the blocking allows them sometimes to get open because they game. stunt and they get open, you know. So and, and they're that, big that, bodies, like that's the thing; they can just shield. 
They shield yeah. the, they shield their body. They shield the ball away. Just like Jason Witten. He wasn't fast, but he was a big body and he knew how to run the route. So he could mm-hmm. shield, shield it, use his body to shield the ball and get that. But and like I said, I think if we weren't gonna get the tight end, then definitely secure the run game because I can tell you I was extremely frustrated just watching them get gashed in the run game through all yeah. last year, especially by the Eagles. That was so frustrating. Yeah, that was something else. And they got, you know, it looks like they're going to get DeAndre Swift now and, you know, just <clears throat> kind of do some shit again. Yeah, they did it. For, for a lot of fans in the NFC, the Eagles not necessarily, you know, everybody, I think everybody thought like, oh, they're about to lose all this talent, and then they just replenished. And it looks like, they, you know, in a couple of years, they could even be a lot worse and more dangerous. Yeah. Like shit. I I need to look at their secondary because I feel like they they did a good job with like the front seven and guys and you know maybe at like I said De- like you said DeAndre Swift adding him but I don't I feel like they lost I know they well I know they kept one cornerback who was going to leave mm-hmm. and then he ended up coming back I forgot who it was I think it was what I think it was Darius Slay I was say, it was a Slay he had said he was going to go somewhere else so I think it was Slay that he had was going to go somewhere else but then yeah, I think I they ended up working it out mm-hmm. and so he stayed but I think they lost. I think Bradbury, maybe they might have lost. They did him. lose Bradbury. I feel like their secondary might, yeah. I feel like their secondary might not be as strong. Didn't did Bradbury go to Detroit? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. So I think they're, yeah, I think their secondary might be depending on who they got in the draft. And I don't, I don't remember if they got any other free agents, but that might be their weak spot, which would be a positive for Dallas, being that they. You know, they got Brandon Cook, C.D. Lamb. I think Michael Gallup, I mean, Michael Gallup was coming off an injury in the preseason last year. So I think he was still getting back to full strength and being their big downfield, go up and get a deep threat receiver. So I think with him coming back, if he could stay healthy, I mean, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup, that seems like a pretty decent receiving core to me. Well, actually, I think Bradbury returned to the Eagles by mistake. So he returned to the Eagles. So maybe it was oh, he returned I, to the Eagles. Okay. I, I, maybe I, Slay, I, mean, I think Slay still wants to be traded. Let me see. Okay. Oh wait, or is he a lion? Yeah, I don't. Now? I don't recall. I thought he was a lion before he came to Philly. He was a lion before he came to the Eagles. By mistake, sorry. It's funny because like the first picture that comes up of him is it of him in a lion's uh, uniform. So I'm like, wait a second. Okay, no, but he I think he's the one that still wants a trade though. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to see. I don't know. But I put our, I we definitely... gotta put our feelers back out there for football. We're a little rusty when it comes to our football. Yeah. We're in basketball mode right now. Yeah, I definitely was not happy with with seeing what they did though. Uh they they seem to make some decent pickups and it kinda I was just like, damn, I don't feel like the Cowboys have been putting it work. You don't feel like they've been doing it? They did a good job this with the free agency and in, in, in the draft? Yeah, I mean I think they did okay. I don't you know, we like names. We know names yeah. I and mean, obviously of course with the with with the last three, four years of Georgia being one of the top college teams, I think we definitely are probably holding the Eagles in such high regard just because they're getting some of these Georgia players. But I don't even, you know, we we have to see how they pan out because I don't even know if they really utilize. We went with Michigan last guys. year, and then he was one of the top. He was one of the top linebackers in, you know, when he was at Georgia, he was great. Him and Jordan mm-hmm. Davis, but like I don't even even Jordan Davis, like they they had him on the field at times, but they, I feel like I was here and they were still trying to get him in shape, you know, to be more consistent and whatnot. And like mm-hmm. Nicobe Dean is a smaller, smaller linebacker. So I don't think he was he was playing as much with the guys that they had. But I mean they they did lose some guys on defense. So you know they they replenished. They got they got some guys and it you know, but we gotta we gotta see how they how they pan out, you know. It's I'm sure it's the same as as some of these top quarterbacks. You never know. Some things could happen. And at the end of the day they can't keep everybody, you know, that's how, no. that's how business works. So eventually things will happen. You know, they just paid Hertz. 
you know, they paid AJ Brown when they signed him, signed mm-hmm. and trade. Mm-hmm. You just traded for DeAndre Swift. You got to pay him. You're going to have, um, oh boy, what the other receiver? Um, Devontae, you're going to have to pay him eventually or lose him. So it's like, um, no, they'll, they'll have to make some choices. But I mean, they've been doing good. Howie Rose has been, I can't, I can hate all I want, but I mean, they've been, they've been at least picking players that mm-hmm. intrigue you and, and make you worry a little bit as far as, um, if you're, you know, if you're a fan of another team in that division, because I think at our, at the Cowboys best, they can, they can beat the Eagles, but I feel like the Cowboys are consistently inconsistent. And they proved that last year is that they just, they know they're not consistent with their play. No. Um, but the Eagles are, the they got they the, have a the quarterback. Um, they have an identity and I don't feel like Dallas has an identity. Yeah, well, we'll see because now they got, you know, they're giving Dan Quinn a lot more talent out there. So I'm excited to see what a team like that can do with, with the with a coach like that. Did they lose Kellen Moore? Yes, Kellen Moore went to the Chargers. Mike McCarthy's taking over, and that's what kind of worries me. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Mike McCarthy taking uh, over on offense. I think Dan Quinn will do his thing on defense. He stayed, he stuck around. He could have got a head coaching job mm-hmm. somewhere, but he stuck mm-hmm. around. He said unfinished business, and I think with the young guys they get in, Trayvon Diggs, and people, people, what, two years ago they were talking about Trayvon Diggs getting burned, but I, I wasn't hearing that last year. Work. He was one of the best corners in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see how, how, how everybody acts now. And I yes, think Micah can only, can only get better. Um, I mean, like I said, you sure up that, that defensive line with Mozzie in the middle, him, Lawrence, um, and, and Parsons on the outside. If you let those boys loose, I think we can – I think we can make some things happen, but they should be they should be a better team than last year. But it's like you said, it's about consistency. All right, well that's gonna do it for mm-hmm. another episode of Zone is for Cowherds, with a little bit of some Zone Cubbies, you know, sprinkled in there. It's myself and Ed Bob, uh, the buddies talking buckets. Uh, you have yourself <laughs> a good one. Yes, sir.